So having our own uh, personal set of values is important, but we have to share them. We have to get back to some traditions. We're going to talk about traditions today. We have to get back to traditions. Uh, and one of those is sitting by the fire. And I mean, the outside fire, you know, going out and just sitting around the fire, roasting marshmallows and talking about it uh, and talking about life because it gets quiet. And as the embers are just burning, you start to look up and realize how small you are. Well, my fireside, my fireside would like you to start those traditions here in the south. We can still go out and do it because it's beautiful outside. Um, But, you know, next summer, if you're up north. Our country needs to get back to some of our traditions, and MyFireside.com can help you. It is a beautiful fire pit. They're solid, durable, heavy-duty stainless steel. You can see the fire and the embers, which I think is a really important part of it. Uh, and you can also equip it with different uh, stock decorative panels. You can choose from 1776, God Bless America, Let's Go Brandon, the American flag, whatever. Uh, 3% of all sales go to Semper Fi and America's Fund. Give it to your family now. MyFireside.com. Receive $100 off and free shipping when you use the discount code BECK. All right. Last program before the new year. Coming up. And uh, welcome to the program. I don't know how this happened. I really don't know how this happened, but I am thrilled to have. What is uh, what is your, what is your name, sir? Can we even uh, Carl? Carl. Carl the Elf is with us uh, today, uh, and uh, and uh, he's going to give us some of the news uh, from all around. Uh, that's coming up in just a second. Stand by. You there, Carl? You okay? Yeah, I'm here. All right, good. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, life, LifeLock. Nobody can take away what you, uh, what you are as a person, not even cyber criminals. But they can take away all kinds of stuff, the money you worked hard to earn, the credibility you've worked hard to both you know, uh, build up your life and your name as a responsible adult. This is where cyber hacking comes in. It stinks on ice. Uh, finding finding your name, your social security number. I used to think that was a you know joke. It is now one of the biggest selling things on the dark web. You know where you can go and you can contract for murders. They're also selling a lot of your idea uh, ID, and people will go in and they'll buy all the social security numbers. Then they'll buy banking codes. Then they'll buy uh, records from hotels or whatever's been, and they put them all together. And that's when they have you. LifeLock knows this. They watch all of the places, uh, not just your, you know, just your credit cards. And if they find any suspicious activity, they work with you to fix it. No one can prevent all of it, but they're the best in the business. It's LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 
Well, it's the holiday. This is the last broadcast I'll be doing before uh, the holidays. And, um, you know, we've usually, usually that means when we go on vacation, but uh, Pat is here with me. Hi, Pat. Hi, Glenn. Usually that means we screw off and we don't get anything done. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we are dedicated to you. Uh, And... uh, and so none of that's going to be happening. I wanted to go through some of the news. Uh, and as a surprise guest I, uh, is Carl the Elf. Hi, Carl. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty good. It's a, it's a surprise to have you here in the studio. I didn't know that you would, you know, you'd make yeah, it for you, this. You literally scheduled me to come in here. <clears throat> I thought the elves were all about magic. and. Yeah, it's not magic waking me up. Early for a okay. very long commute. Okay. <laughs> Your commute was long? Yeah, the North freaking full. Yeah, but it was. Yes, I have it. But it's uh, at least it wasn't congested. <clears throat> okay, uh, Carl. Um, yeah. I just have to do some news with, uh, the, with Pat if you just want to you know, join us for this. Have you heard, Pat, that uh, Joe Biden has warned of a winter of severe illness and death? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Are you Christmas. sure that wasn't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he listening to this show? Is that what's going on? President Biden said yesterday that Americans unvaccinated against the coronavirus are mm. facing a winter of severe illness oh, and death, which is, you know, the kind of the fun stuff that you like to hear from the president. Yeah. It's good that the Republicans are the fear mongers. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, Carl. Yeah. Are you vaccinated? Uh, nah. You're you're not. Nah. I, well, I mean, look, I'm begging for death at this point. <laughs> you know. You're I begging mean, for really? death. Yeah. Really? Uh, um, I'm sorry. Are you guys slaves to build toys all year? Uh, I am. I know what that life is like. I didn't. I didn't. It sucks. Yeah, I didn't think you were slaves. I mean, you're you're up there in the North Pole. You're always. Seemingly very happy. Well, I guess you could call it indentured servitude that doesn't end. There's another way of looking at it if you want to okay. All right. okay. make the holidays nice and warm. Okay. All right. Well, uh, th- thank you for chiming in on that. Uh, here's the uh, next story. And I hate to bring this to you, you know, so close to Christmas, but the FDA is going to permanently allow abortion pills by mail. Now, this is coming from the New York Times. They have lifted all the restrictions that would make the abortion medication more accessible. 19 states have already banned telemedicine visit for abortion pills. Uh, And so women are going to have to travel to get their mail, I guess, in in other states. Wasn't that long ago that you couldn't get RU486 anywhere in the United States of America? You're going to be able to get them in junior high vending machines. Right. Yes. They'll have them. Good. Excuse me? Well, I mean, look, the mail, whatever. Yeah, the post office might be bringing you some abortion pills, but we've been delivering these things for a long time. I've been hitting up the ladies with abortion pills off the sleigh. I kind of got a backroom sort of uh, dealing operation, if you want to call it that. I I think this is probably not something Santa would, would... Why are you for abortion? I'm a little... Well, first of all, I'm a little pissed off the post office is cutting into my business, but... Um, I am for abortion for one simple reason, and I know women's choice is something we can all agree on. Um, but <laughs> it I sounds sarcastic, Carl. <laughs> Look, I don't. 
care about women's choice. What I care mm-hmm. about is l- less toys to build. The, the, the more abortion pills I drop off as a jolly old elf means I got to make less etch-a-sketches. That's what it means right, to me. Right, right. You know, um, I, look, I, you know, this is why I don't get disappointed in your COVID reporting. You know, if, if, if Fauci's right, uh, you know, I've got basically, I'm taking March off. And that's what I'm looking at. Right. March and April, I might be off from making toys. So you, there are too many, uh, too many people for you. Too many kids. Yeah, I mean, how many do we need? You know, four, four or five, I think, would be, would it be okay? <laughs> per family. Uh, no, uh, total. Uh, <laughs> Look, how many do we need? Eventually, if you have five, mm-hmm. it, it, maybe one of them, you know, something happens at some point. So you got four left, and that's enough to propagate the species. Uh, at some point, I believe, elves should take over the whole situation anyway. You know, why, why, you know, these humans, like, you're doing a good job running things? Have you looked around lately? Well, but you, uh, you don't seem like you're carrying a, well, neither does Joe Biden, but you don't seem to be carrying a happy message, one that we all want to get behind. (laughs) What year do you think this is? (laughs) It's 2021, Beck. Right. It is, we haven't had it's been nonstop catastrophe for how many years? Well, but uh, <laughs> look at what you guys are doing. You, you full sizers down there, are uh, have been screwing up this planet. You've you've, you've got uh, disease spreading all over the place. Uh, everybody's aborting each other. I mean, look, everything you've done has has screwed up this uh, this world. And what have we tried to do? Uh, make it a happy place. And our efforts of bringing you, you know, little rocking horses isn't working. Like, right. you guys so, so, suck. So you, so you think the little rocking horses used to work. That's, and that's what. Yeah, at one point it made it like, you know, you had a decent place to live. Things were going relatively well. And we'd bring you, you know, I don't know, some stupid toy to make the kids smile for five minutes. Now they're basically going to, you know, uh, you know, we're teaching them that the color of their skin is the most important thing about. So them. wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. So when was it great here? I just, I just want to hear because you know they've. You seem to have rose-colored glasses on. When, when was it really, really great where everybody was had nice houses and you know were happy? You trying to? Is this gotcha journalism? Are you trying to? If I say a year, you're going to tell me the worst thing about that year, and then that was the thing I was rooting well, for. Well, but I mean, when when was that? I mean, you know, things have been bad for quite some time. I'll tell you when the the good times are in the future when people like you are gone. That's when we'll be celebrating. You seem to be. We will be. Dancing and dancing at right. the North Pole at you, that point. You seem to be almost uh, somebody who likes eugenics. <laughs> eugenics, huh? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's not my thing. You're the one that's basically in the Nazi party. Uh, I, I'm i not talking about eugenics. I'm just, because I mean, that's... You were talking about giving t- abortion pills to kids and... I mean, and, you know, and, and you're remembering things. I remember, remember kids, you know, used to have polio and everything else. Yeah, no, that's true. There, there was some polio stuff. We used to root for that. <laughs> we were like pro-polio up at the North Pole. 
You're it, well, yeah, because you know there was a time when it seemed like you know we were not going to be able to get abortion pills through the mail. Now <laughs> it's a lot easier to wipe these kids out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you were were you behind polio? I, I don't want to say behind it. I, I mean, I was part of an effort. To what? To create polio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that uh, the elves were were part of the creation of polio. When is our vacation? I know your vacation is coming up after this show. Yeah. When is my vacation? My vacation is nowhere because kids keep coming. <laughs> There's more and more of them. Right. I want none of them anymore. So if they're uh, they all they're all sticky. Their their hands have like they've been like eating a candy cane and then they get the residue on their hands and everything's sticky and and I just look. I want a vacation, and this is the way I can get it. So <laughs> have you thought about maybe asking Santa for a vacation? As opposed to killing all the kids. Oh, you mean the guy who's imprisoned me for a thousand years? All right, okay. Carl the Elf. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Carl the Elf. Uh, Gosh, it's uh, too bad he can't stay. Every day, you're out in the road in your car carrying yourself and uh, all those that you love back and forth all over the place. Hundreds of miles, maybe just to the grocery store and back and then to the school and then back. I don't know how our wives or you as a parent do it. I, my wife is in the car all the time, all the time, going from here and there and here and there. She's never home. <sighs> well, at least it keeps her, you know, out of her out of her bathrobe and fuzzy slippers, you know, sitting up there watching just General Hospital or whatever else women do these days. Hard to believe she'd <laughs> want to be gone all the time. <laughs> it's a surprising development. Anyway, uh, if you have car problems, it is a real problem, especially now. Uh, cars are, are so expensive, uh, never been like this before. And now if you have a chip go down, you're in real trouble because I don't know if you're going to be able to get that chip or when you're going to get it. Do you, can you imagine how much it's going to cost if your car goes down and you can't get something right away, how much you're going to spend just on a rental car? Don't worry about that. Car Shield is the best defense for costly repairs. It could put you in a deep freeze on your plans and your finances. So visit carshield.com slash back. Carshield.com slash back. Save 10% now. It's pretty much insurance for what you know is going to happen. I mean, we have medical insurance. This is medical insurance for your car. It's carshield.com slash back. Deductibles may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. Wow, Pat. I was surprised by that elf. Seemed a little angry. Yeah. Stu, yeah. you just uh, you just missed him. He just le- the left. Short I guy hope. that yeah. walked out of here? Yeah, yeah, boy, he was angry. Jerk. Mm. Yeah. Stepped on my foot on the way out. Did he really? Yeah, I think it was intentional. Did he apologize? No. No. Wow. No, acted like he didn't even notice that he did it. You think Santa wow. knows about him? Maybe we can call Santa a little later <laughs> and talk to Santa. Kids. Well, maybe kids wouldn't. Well, let's just check with Santa before you tell the kids 
whether they should listen. And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, there are some uh, there's some videos here that I'd like to show you and we'll describe for radio listeners. By the way, you can watch the podcast at blazetv.com uh, and, uh, of course, listen to it live and on demand at blazetv.com. But if you're listening to us now, thank you so much for uh, for listening. San Francisco, they are now there's a new holiday tradition leaving your car trunks and your doors open. Do we have the do we have the video of this? This is absolutely amazing. Um, Do we have it? We see the aftermath of car break-ins all too often. Windows smashed, glass shattered. But now some people are getting so fed up, they're leaving their trunks open. Stop for a second. Just pause this for a second. Look at this. This is these cars are sitting here uh, with their trunks open and they're just they're parked on the sides of the street. Just in front of stores. Yeah, and they're hatch. They're like they're you know, hatchbacks. So like you could climb right into the front seat of the car from the back. Like it's not like a trunk where you'd be stuck in the in the back of it. It's this a is hatch- insanity. Yeah, and, and cars side by side with their with their tailgate. Their yeah, hatchbacks. Open. Their hatchback open. Like if you were like, going to load in. something in. Because they're saying mm-hmm. there's nothing in the car, and if you want to steal it, please just don't like break the glass. Right. Please just come in and steal whatever I have. I just like. This is insane. We are we are starting to accept things that are nuts. Yeah, this isn't America. Yeah. Let's it, open up some more jails. And if you think it's it's just these blue cities, I mean it's it's not. I mean there was there was one of these smash and grab things right down the street from where we're sitting, just like two or three days ago. At a yeah, that's store. because we're so close to a blue city, though. No, but I mean it was. I don't know about that. I oh mean, yeah. Dallas, I, our, I, our, our little space right here my, is really good. My question was not whether we are close to Dallas. I am, fam, I am familiar with familiar the geography. With yeah. <laughs> my no, point but, is I that mean, this it's stuff, run by Democrats, too. No, but is, it's, what I'm saying is, is this. It's, not, it's coming to other areas. <laughs> like, the more it gets accepted in these blue areas, the I more... I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. Just Can we click our heels? Is there anybody mm. with me? Can we just go back to sane places? Mm. No. I mean, uh, unfortunately, <sighs> that has been uh, ruled out. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Leaving your cars and truck uh, and your trunks and your doors open. Listen, listen to the rest of this them the hefty bill to get it fixed call it the price of parking in the bay area bracing for a break-in everything is broken people here at least try to be persuasive writing please use the door or just flat out beg please don't break the glass nothing inside yet it still happens sadly even while you're driving just waiting for the light to turn oh my gosh this smash and grab happened two weeks ago in japantown But now, it's come to this. Trunks left open in broad daylight in Oakland. A witness writing, imagine having to clean out your car and leaving it open, just so people won't break your windows. Wow. No. No, thank you. No, thank you. That is, I mean, and please, if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area and you don't know what caused this, please don't move to our states. Don't come, don't come and move because you're sick of that if you don't know what caused this. And what caused this? You. (laughs) You and the way you vote, unless you haven't voted for any of this crap. But if you voted for all of these people that are now doing all of these things, it's your fault. 
Now, if you can come, I would like to have like a border station where you have to come and, well, I mean, you know, something that's a little more effective than the one that we have on our southern border. I would like one on the other three sides of Texas where <laughs> when you come in, we just go, where are you from? California. Uh-huh. How'd you vote? I voted for Gavin Newsom. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, it just got so crazy there. Get out. Get out. Yeah. If you voted for defunding the police, if you voted for de- decriminalizing uh, theft up to $1,000, if, if you voted for the people who favor those things and implemented those policies, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, and on the other side, if you are somebody who knows how insane this is, we all have to get together. We all it's time to move. It really is. It really is. How many how many more times are you going to be told you're a bastard that wants to kill everybody because you're not wearing a mask? Move. It's time to move because here's what happens. They're doing this in Texas. They are San Franciscoing Austin. And Austin has always been weird, but it is going to become San Francisco. Houston, the same way. Dallas, the same way. And you know what really, really makes me angry is that these these guys come in, these progressives come in and they take all of the beautiful areas, all of the really great little towns, and then they just wreck them. They just wreck them. And they say, well, we're doing it. You know, progress. We're keeping. Have you been to Jackson Hole lately, Pat? No. Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Yeah. No. I drove through Jackson Hole. You know, it used to be beautiful. Just beautiful. It is like New York City now. I drove through on the side. Can I really? fact check this statement? Yeah, yeah. You could Jackson anybody Hole. from Jackson Hole. Anybody from Jackson Hole, tell me what your traffic is like. Oh, okay. It is. I, mm. I was driving through Jackson Hole, and it was horrible, horrible, mm. awful. They just come and they just wreck all of the cities. <laughs> Stay where you are, unless you're somebody that understands the red states. Then can we start coming together? Because we really need to, we need to, if we lose Texas, we lose forever. What is your opinion on like, let's call it the Dave Rubin uh, uh, standpoint? Dave is, of course, here on Blaze TV. He is leaving California, moving to Florida. I think there's two ways to look at that, right? Number one, I know. I would do the same thing. I would absolutely leave there. But then there's an argument of, do you not stay and fight? No. You just leave and, and they get no, 100% because they're control already, of all these because states? Because they're already starting to just destroy everything. And then even some of those guys are moving out. Mm-hmm. You know, when they really get down to like 25 people that can stand it, and one of them is Gavin Newsom, <laughs> and the other, the other 25 are Nancy Pelosi and all the people that stock her refrigerator with, uh, <laughs> with ice cream. When you get there, then we all move to California and we fix it. Because they'll all be living someplace else and wrecking it. We'll just go take California back. But now, get to safety. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (sighs) You know, Patriot Mobile is a sponsor of ours, and I am very, very grateful uh, for their sponsorship. They've been with us. How many years have they been with us? Five years, maybe? At least, yeah. They actually started as a way to fight back against the progressives. They know the progressives. They'll go to these companies like Verizon and everything else, and they'll just take them over. And then they'll take a lot of those profits, and the board will vote because they're all progressives, and they'll fund Planned Parenthood and all these other things. So they said... 
too, could play at that game. The bigger they get, the bigger force they are for good for the First Amendment, Second Amendment, all of the amendments. PatriotMobile.com, 972-PATRIOT. Now, they're on the same cell towers as everybody else, so you get the same great coverage, but you're going to pay a fraction of the, of the money that you pay right now. And you'll be helping our cause, not hurting it. We have to stand together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Switch now. All right, tonight's the night. Stu Does America Christmas Party Power Hour. Don't miss it. Go to StuDoesPowerHour.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Merry Christmas. 17 gun firms are fleeing to friendlier states. Now that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. By the way, um, Tennessee is getting a, a name of a place to go and, uh, you know, find shelter in the storm. Except it's uh, the place to go for those progressives that are trying to get out of California and I don't think have learned their lesson as the place they want to go. Uh, I, I'm not I, I wouldn't count on Tennessee. I also wouldn't count on Florida. Florida is Florida only because it has Ron DeSantis who won the election by 0.4 percent. Yeah. So I mean, it's not exactly. A and lock. He's only allowed two terms. Mm-hmm. So in two terms, you could get, you know, Charlie Crist, which, hey, there's protection and for you. One thing we can guarantee he will be running again because he, he runs in every available he election. Does. He does. So, uh, you know, I was singing because I talked to Ron on uh, Wednesday and I said to him, so you only have two, you know, you only have two terms. Yeah. Have you thought about after your second term moving to Texas and running for governor in Texas? And you could just keep doing two (laughs) terms in all of the states until they're fixed. Uh, He said, don't count on it, but he would entertain it. Uh, So we got that going for us. I wouldn't mind that. I would not mind that. He's been awesome. So he like really free is. agent He's governors, awesome. yeah. Like in sports, I'd be okay yeah, with it. Just, you're signing. I'm like, okay with it. Yes, <laughs> that would be an interesting process. Sign into some fat contract and yeah. have him do it again here. That'd be great. <laughs> A four-year, eighty-two million dollar contract <laughs> yes. to come be governor of Texas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Texas is drafting Ron DeSantis. <laughs> that would be fine. That would be fine. Except by then he'll be president of the United States. You think so? Yeah, it's possible. I think it's really possible. If Trump doesn't run, I think it's going to be not DeSantis. A chance that he doesn't does, run? He doesn't run. Yeah. And not you don't not, have that confirmed, but because you did just meet with the guy. So yeah, are I you did, are I we just, revealing some news here? Or are you breaking his announcement? Well, my producer was there on the side of the the interview, mm-hmm. Ricky, and she looks at me towards the end and she's like, like, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow mm-hmm. up. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, is this part of the Hall of Fame induction process? It is. When you just miss <laughs> it. It is. Like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I listened back to it and I don't, inter- I didn't miss it. I don't interpret it the same way. However, you could interpret it as absolutely he's saying he's going to run because he mm. says towards the end of the interview, he says clearly, well, we're going to take care of that. I'll just take care of that next time. 
<laughs> oh, wow. You know? Okay. Uh, oh. And Plus, he said, uh, I think you're going to be happy to people who are fans of his mm-hmm. and who want him to run. And he keeps telling those people who interview him, and I think you're going to be happy about my choice. Well, he's running. What does that he's, mean? He's, he's running. running. He's running. There's no, there's his no own. doubt. And he's not running. It, this was, this was um, surprising to me in, in some regard because I thought there's no way Donald Trump is going to leave with an L in the column. No way. He's going to come that's, back. Yeah. Um, however, that's not it. I really was impressed on he loves the people who voted for him. Yeah. He and he loves, loves his country. The, I he believe loves the country. He and loves this nation. He really feels he can fix it. And he, he sees the destruction being done by yeah. this administration. Yeah. So I, I think that is, um, I think that's really good. By yeah. the way, can I play cut nine? This is, uh, this is from the uh, interview. You can find it on the Blaze uh, right now. I think maybe this weekend. Maybe it's going up on YouTube. I'm not sure. Uh, but here's Ron DeSantis. Uh, talking about his Stop Woke Act. Listen to this. Cut nine. Or is this from yesterday? We just did an event today rolling out a new piece of legislation called the Stop Woke Act. And what we're doing is we already had our State Department of Education Mm -hmm. prohibit critical race theory in our K-12 schools. But I think Mm -hmm. we've seen that sometimes schools will do what they want. So we're giving parents a private right of action where they could go in and sue if this is happening, get discovery and get attorney's fees. And the parents are really Mm -hmm. happy about that and really excited that they have a a role again in Florida. We have a parent's bill of rights. We were one of the first states to pass it uh, to where we say parents have the primary obligation and responsibility for the health, education and upbringing of their kids. It's interesting. In that Virginia governor's race, you had the Democrats say parents shouldn't really have a role in what goes on in school. People said that that was a mistake, but that was actually evincing what they actually believe. Uh, The left believes that this is the province of unions Mm -hmm. and bureaucracies and that parents are really a sideshow in all of this. And I think that view has been totally exploded now. And so parents are on the march. And I think that that's something very, very positive. You know, Glenn, Mm -hmm. people will talk about, hey, win the Congress back, win this. And I think all those are important. But if I could have one thing politically, one political wish granted, I would want conservative majorities on every school board in the country. Mm-hmm. That would have a profound positive impact on our education system, our society and on our culture. I really like him because he has the Donald Trump attitude where he'll go in front of Brandon uh, car dealership in Brandon, Florida, and yeah. then just give a speech. I, I you know, I, I kind of appreciate that. Um, but he's also very reasoned and uh very well mm-hmm. thought out very well thought out uh but he's not going to run i think he's going to run for governor trump is going to run for president and then you'll see him again in uh 28 it's been kind VP? of interesting there's a little mm-hmm. you thinking vp for ron nope, don't think he'll take it uh, you yeah. don't think he'll take it don't huh? think he'd take it don't i don't know if it would be offered but i don't think he, he would want it well you don't we don't we don't think he's going back to pence right no. So where is he going there? Done. Yeah, it does seem like they're uh, they're done. And he's. Did you I ask think him? Trump is a little upset with DeSantis because DeSantis hasn't said he won't run yet. Suppose, and he doesn't want to close that door before he knows what Trump is going to do. Yeah, right. I think if Trump doesn't run, he'll run. He'll run. If Trump does run, I don't think DeSantis will. I, a, I agree with that. There's some reporting that basically all of the major rumored candidates have gone to Donald Trump and said, if you run, I'm not going to run. 
including the reporting was including DeSantis. However, DeSantis was the one guy who was not saying it publicly. Where like uh, these uh, other candidates are like, look, if Donald Trump runs, then uh, then I, I I won't be running, or at least are insinuating. And DeSantis has not yet said that. DeSantis has not said and that. And I think that would be foolish if Donald Trump is running. Donald Trump will. I mean, he he'll crushes win. everyone. Yeah, crushes everyone, and he'll yep. he not only will win, he he'll will, destroy you so that you're you're, you're we have you're nothing done. left. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good. Mm-hmm. We need people like DeSantis uh, because Trump only has four years, and I talked about this. My interview with Donald Trump is happening when we get back in January, first week of January. You don't want to miss it. Um, But I talked to him about what needs to be done. Uh, And I said, let me just give you a list of the agencies that need to be cleaned out. I mean, Mm -hmm. fire everybody. Um, And it, you know, it's almost every agency. And I said, how are you going to do that in four years? He said, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. He says, it's just going to take. Um, focus and just courage to just keep on going. Big time courage. Big time courage. Because you're going to get such pushback. From uh, all sides. From everybody. From all sides. Yeah. And he said that's why 2022 is so important because he needs people <laughs> he who needs- know it's time to abolish. Because I asked him, is it time to abolish the Department of Ed? And uh, I think you'll like his answer. Mm. Um, but... Uh, it's going to take, I said, how are you going to do this if you have Mitch McConnell? And, oh, that was the wrong thing to say because he went off on Mitch McConnell. <laughs> he I bet he did. Yeah, Mitch he McConnell, does not like Mitch McConnell. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> we don't never either. have. I mean, we tried to get him beaten by Matt Bevan years ago, yeah. if you remember. What was that, 2010? Yeah. In Kentucky and couldn't quite get it done, but uh, would have been great. Yeah, Bevin, of course, bad. went on to be governor of governor. the state and then mm-hmm. lost in a very close election. I wonder how Kentucky feels about that since. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't think very Imagine good. having Bevin as the governor of how different things would be yeah. in Kentucky. Especially yeah. through COVID. I mean, yeah. you know, to have a Democrat governor through that in that type of state, which is clearly a red state, that, that, was, mm-hmm. that was rough on those people. Let yeah. me quickly get to the uh, podcast that is being uh, released today for Blaze TV. It came out last night. It's Andrew Yang. Now, I've been trying to have Andrew Yang on for a long time because I think he's a reasonable guy. He he believes in things I don't believe in, for instance, UBI. But the discussion is incredibly important because things are changing. And if you know anything about what is coming our way, uh, you know, in the future with tech, this kind of disruption that we've seen with COVID is only the beginning. Uh, and so this is why he's for UBI. We talked about that. Here is, uh, what is it, cut uh, eight. I really disagree with UBI, but I see exactly the same problems on the horizon that you do, and I don't have a better answer. So I want to hear, I, I want to be able to talk to you about UBI as somebody who thinks it's a horrible idea, but I also know what's on the other side. Yeah. What else could we do? Can you explain the problem of why we would need a UBI? I have a lot of friends who work in Silicon Valley, uh, tech entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and 95% of them are convinced that artificial intelligence is going to wipe out millions of jobs in industries around the country. 
and an obvious one that most people will understand and have direct experience with. There are 2 million Americans who work in call centers right now, picking up the phone, customer service, uh, and Google's AI now can do that job better, maybe right now, <laughs> as we're having this conversation. And so if Google's AI ends up sweeping away hundreds of thousands of jobs, what do those families do? The scenario I was warning about on the campaign trail was imagine autonomous uh, cars and trucks where when you call Uber, just an Uber shows up. And that, and that is going to happen. That will happen. Yeah, that, that will happen. Uh, to the extent that there are impediments in that direction, a lot of them are regulatory, hmm. you know, and, and one of the things that you're going to see, Glenn, is that certain industries, let's call them doctors, <laughs> are going to lobby very actively saying, no, 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 like you can't no, have yeah, a robot surgeon. Look, doctors, have- doctors were the ones who came out against anesthesia in the 1800s because they were not good. You were based if you did surgery, the best doctors were the fastest doctors. And so when anesthesia came, now you could finesse. Well, those guys who were really fast were not necessarily the best. And they campaigned against anesthesia. That's the problem is. And that's where government always gets involved and says, well, now, wait a minute. We'll make the no. Let it change. Let the process work its way through. Stop protecting industries that are dying. I I bet you believe by 2030, maybe 2035, people will say, yeah, yeah, Doc, but what did the machine say? What did the computer say? What did the AI say? Because it will be better at diagnosis than the average really good doctor, right or wrong. His answer is fascinating. He's also the only guy that I have heard answer the section 230 thing satisfactory uh he's the only one that has a real actual cure to the problem of these big big tech companies that doesn't involve breaking them up doesn't involve section 230 it is i think the only right answer i've ever heard uh, Andrew Yang. It's the podcast. It's available everywhere. Uh, tomorrow, it is available for Blaze Scribers today. All right. Stu. Yes. Well, Glenn, final countdown to Christmas. Only uh, what, a week away. Something like that now. Just over that. Chamonix wants you to celebrate the holiday uh, with you know, all the parties you're going to be doing, seeing friends and family, and of course, looking years and years younger and getting compliments everywhere you go. It's all thanks to GenuCell. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. You, you know, if you, Whether you're dealing with maybe some forehead wrinkles you don't like, uh, pe- pesky bags and puffiness under your eyes, sagging jawline, you can watch it disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. And you're guaranteed to get your GenuCell in time for Christmas. So order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment, cleanser, and toner make the perfect stocking stuffers as well. And it's made in the USA. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BEC35. You'll get an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping for delivery by Christmas. 
Go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Code BECK35. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is crazy. Okay, if you live in Massachusetts and you voted for the animal for welfare law, I think you should have to stay in Massachusetts. Um, I don't want you in Texas. Uh, don't want you anywhere where freedom exists. Uh, Massachusetts voters passed the animal welfare law, which effectively now bans eggs from being <laughs> sold in the state. They overwhelmingly passed an animal treatment measure that in part makes it illegal to sell eggs born of hens with less than 1.5 square feet of floor space in the enclosure. So it, it comes into uh, effect 2022, which is, uh, oh, in three weeks. And that's 90% of all eggs. Correct. So, so they're now saying that if they don't change this, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to have eggs in, in Boston. And in Massachusetts. And I say, good. good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, there's nothing like that will change policies more than reaping the results of them. But uh, uh, so, Look at San Francisco. Uh, so what, they're basically trying to make this, you have to have like free range eggs, right? Is that essentially the, the aim of this policy? I think policy? that's the aim yeah. of it, okay. yeah. Is but you just can't, treat animals better. Right. And that's good. And yeah. I'd that's, love for that good. to happen. Mm-hmm. But you can't, when you're buying most of your eggs, like Massachusetts is, from Connecticut... They don't have the space for that. You're just you're, you. You don't have it. You don't have it. There. They didn't pass the law in Connecticut, so those farms aren't changing. And now they're gonna. They're calling it egg Armageddon. Egg Armageddon. Egg Armageddon. Uh, they're they're saying this is an absolute Armageddon for eggs in Massachusetts. <laughs> it just sounds funny to say. It, it does. And it happens in a couple of weeks. And I say, good, <laughs> good. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thanks, Hillary. Uh, right now, somebody might be out there looking at your house and thinking it looks exactly like something they'd like to have for themselves. It, the holiday season, people get presents. Maybe your house is one of them. Bad news is, of course, there are ways to make that happen nowadays with cybercrime and uh, someone who's pretty savvy on the internet, which is why you need Home Title Lock. The fraud happens when a criminal forges your signature on documents stating that you sold your home to them. And then you need to take out some loans against your equity, leave you with the payments. It's a, it's a nice it's it's a nice gig, I guess, if you can get it. Very very illegal, but you can make a lot of money in a short period of time. And if you're the homeowner, you're going to spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove you didn't commit fraud. Good luck with that. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect, uh, you know, from a cyber thief to I mean, even like a disgruntled relative trying to forge their way onto your home's title, they can help shut it down for you. If you value your home and your peace of mind, the best thing you can do is get Home Title Lock. You go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, and see if you're already a victim. The code radio gets you 30 risk-free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com, code radio. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday, 
Uh, and there is a good friend of ours who has just put out a book uh, that says pretty much, uh, let me get the exact title here. I got to click out and get over here. My gosh, when will technology just follow me, please? Uh, it is um, do what you believe or you're not going to be free to believe it much longer. Steve Dace, a truth bomb in 60 seconds. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. If you ever bought or sold a home, you're probably aware of the particular phenomena where every now and then you can just stop up and look at the ceiling and say, could I just have a day where something goes right? It's frustrating playing around in the real estate game. Half the time, you don't even know what you don't know. And that's why when it comes to picking a real estate agent, you need somebody who's not only going to be able to guide you through the best practices, but also uh, never is never more than a touch of a button away from whatever sort of problem that you have. They have the solution for it. They have every expert you need right on their phone. You get the best bang for the buck when you're buying or you're selling. How do you find that real estate agent? Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Steve Dace, Blaze TV show host, uh, the Steve Dace Show, which follows this program uh, every day on the Blaze TV radio and television network. Steve, how are you, sir? Good morning to you guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. Thanks for having me, brother. Are you in the Christmas mood? You probably are. I've been in the Christmas mood since, well, I'm a Christmas flap, uh, and I've been in the Christmas mood since about three seconds after Halloween. That's when Christmas begins for me. November See, I'm 1. usually that way. I'm just, I don't know. I've, 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 we've had so many bad things happen with our family. I'm going on vacation, and I just don't believe it. I won't believe it until I'm back. <laughs> Uh, because I said to everybody, nobody's answering the phones, no phones, no internet, everyone, the entire United States could burn to the ground and no one is to recognize it until we are off of vacation. Uh, amen. Sounds like you have teenagers. (laughs) Yes, I do. My wife said to me, I had a dream last night. She woke up and she said today. I, uh, I had this weirdest dream. I, I dreamt that we had a lion in the house. And I said, we do. It's called our teenager. Um, but anyway, uh, Steve, you have a, a new book out, Do What You Believe, or you won't be free to believe it much longer. Tell me about it. The last year, uh, you know, on our show here on, on Blaze TV, we, we kind of have a theme for the show every year. And and the theme for our show this year was that the answer is us, that if we, we want to mm-hmm. turn around the direction of this, just sitting around and waiting to vote ourselves out of it isn't going to be sufficient. Um, and we're going to have to learn some of the old arts of uh, resistance and noncompliance and civil disobedience that the founding generations of the country perfected in order to found us. And, and, and what's transpired as the year has gone on, and it's become more and more clear that the political system, with a, unless you happen to be governed by Ron DeSantis or a handful of other people, is largely ineffective or unwilling to confront uh, the, the authoritarianism that is beyond creeping now. Uh, it's a shadow that is threatening to overtake us, is we're going to have to do this. And you've seen it recently. I mean, just a few months ago, the airlines, Southwest and American Airlines, were facing unprecedented shutdowns and cancellations because of pilots and employees failing, refusing to go along with their jab mandates. And now those CEOs are now saying, 
we shouldn't even be wearing masks on plane anymore. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how the turntables here in a few days, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, you look at the, the Jesse Smollett, the Kyle Rittenhouse cases. Those are cases where in our current political media industrial complex, the truth was unattainable to achieve. Yet when facts and evidences are presented to regular people that are sober minded and not filtered through those mechanisms, suddenly we get to a place of truth and justice. And I think that shows that really the answer we're looking for here are people who understand where their rights come from, which is God. We understand what the, that America, as Chesterton said, is the only country ever founded upon a creed. And that ultimately, stop waiting for some magic savior with an R after his name to show up and, and outsource your, your citizenship to him or her, but to take these matters peaceably but confrontationally into our own hands with the mechanisms we have. And that's what our book lays out is a battle plan for doing exactly that. Yeah, you, some of the uh, chapters, first we have to correct some stinking thinking. Uh, the Declaration of Independence, choose this day, the inconvenient truth about America, which is what? That we're far worse off than we think. That what transpired mm. the last year and a half didn't break or wreck anything. It's a harvest of things that were already broken and wrecked so that the forces that want to really undo them, what we're really talking about here is the unraveling and undoing of Western civilization. You know, I'm really essentially go ahead. Don't go, go. No, I mean, that which has essentially been a, a, you know, a a, a 500 post-reformational understanding of the world in the Judeo-Christian context of how to conduct human affairs what, where rights come from, where good and evil come from, who defines that, what institutions are in charge of such endeavors, the role of family, etc. What we're really up against is a complete and total unraveling of that. that that's why a lot of the theories and morals that, that the opposition articulates that they call progressive, they're not progressive. This is paganism. This is a pre-Judeo-Christian understanding of the world. And they, they're really regressives. They want to take us back to the dark ages, all right, so that even things like gender distinctions are all but gone and erased. And that, 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 that those are the stakes we're playing for here. And it's not as if we just got up one day and we're like, holy cow, how did we get to this place? We were actually creeping to this place for a long time. We were complacent. We did not confront it. And now we're in the position now where it's here, it's spectacular, and it has us cornered. That's the inconvenient truth. So, um, you know, I've been worried about this for a while. Um, You know, if you look back at Germany, Germany lost all of its uh, all of its icons, all of the, you know, even the eagle uh, of Germany uh, was lost in the 20s. And it was lost for about 10 to 15 years. Then Hitler came in and he twisted Mm -hmm. all of those symbols. So the Iron Eagle came back, but it wasn't the same. Um, And I kind of feel like this is happening to us in real time. We are slowly forgetting everything. We, you know, we're, we're, we're living our life in such a way now because of COVID in many places we would have never we would have never thought we would do this. Now we're just doing it and we don't even notice it anymore. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's the way life is. That's very dangerous. See, this is why what you just described is why we have this phenomenon right now with people like Dave Chappelle, with people like Bill Maher, um, with, with people like Andrew Sullivan. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Sullivan's the Bill Buckley of the gay rights movement. It was the, its first respected celebrity intellectual he can't get booked on CNN or MSNBC anymore. Why? Because if you go read half of Andrew Sullivan's Twitter feed every day, it, about half of it is stuff I would tweet. And I'm the guy that puts the fun in fundamentalism. 
Okay. <laughs> because what, 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 what happened is a lot of the old liberals thought that they were just freeing themselves from our gods. Yes. Okay. And what they're learning is that the new leftist actually all along intended to introduce the new gods instead. Okay. So no, you're not going to free your conscience from the mandates, the, the mandates of the Ten Commandments, or what the Bible preaches, or traditional Judeo-Christian understanding, you're, we're actually just removing those restraints so we can put the new restraints in instead. So you really didn't get rid of some form of what you viewed as theocratic authoritarianism. You actually just set the stage and helped us bring in real theocratic authoritarianism. Exactly. It's just all going to be that the power emanates from the state. And this is why we're now finding some strange bedfellows from some of these old liberals who are like, wait a minute, I thought I had a right to my own conscience. And it was really those Christians and those and those conservative Jews who were stopping me from fully actualizing that. And now what they're learning is you don't have a right to your own conscience, at least with us. You, we were we were willing to argue with you how far your right to conscience could go, but that you at least had one with the new left. You don't have those rights anymore. You must comply. There is no individuality. It's why Dave Rubin's not gay anymore. He might as well change his name to Donald Trump. OK, mm -hmm. uh, it's why Jason Whitlock's not black anymore. He might as well change his name to Steve Dace or Glenn Beck, because it's not about any of those identities we were sold before. It was about a means to an end to use those things in order to deconstruct the old ways so we could introduce to you the new one. So that's why it's so important to me that we're reaching out. I just did an interview with uh, Andrew Yang. Uh, there's a mm -hmm. lot I disagree with Andrew Yang on. But there's a lot I, I agree with him on. And these intellectuals that have had been part of this movement to the left, they're now saying, whoa, 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 uh -uh, not not here. This is I agree with the Bill of Rights. These are the people now finally coming to the table that we can disagree with and, you know, not have to round one, you know, one side or the other up in the end. Uh, and I think it's really important that we welcome this diversity to the right, because there you want to talk about a very small tent. It's the left. I, I agree, because I also don't think that the traditional political Venn diagram is applicable at the moment. We're, we aren't having a direction, an argument about the direction of the country. We're having right. an argument about whether to have a country. OK, what is a border? What is a citizen? What's a boy? What's a girl? What's a team? What's a law? What's anything? We're, we're, we're up against a movement that, is, that, that really transcends politics. It is a rival religion, uh, it and, and it behaves in very cultic ways. That's why there's not a lot of critical thinking, but a lot of group thinking with talking points instead. It's what I've kind of dubbed on my show to use an old stained glass window term. I call it the spirit of the age. And that's why there's so much zealotry, so much fervor. That's why they seethe a lot, these people that are caught up in this, sadly, when they speak to you, that they can't critically think or reason with you. Uh, it's because they have given up on reason and have essentially just glommed onto a, a, a cultic spirit of the age that they think is ultimate truth is a form of salvation. It, it, this is absolutely spiritual. And, and that's why, you know, we run, a, we run a great promotion for our colleague, Ali Stuckey, on our uh, commercials here on Blaze TV. And, and she keeps saying this line, I always hear her say, uh, these people, they absolutely think they're the good guys. They do. Mm -hmm. They think that they're, the, that they're here to deliver us. That, that we're the ones that are misbegotten, that we are the, mm -hmm. that, that we are the mis, you know, that we are the troglodytes here, unevolved. 
And so this idea that there could be a national divorce and our states go their way and their state. No, 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 folks. They, they think that they need to save us from going our own way. And so that's why what we're really talking about now is authoritarianism versus liberty. That's really the paradigm now. And, and, and that, that's why there is ability for us to work with people that we have a whole host of disagreements on. And I don't plan on changing my mind on most of those things anytime soon. But right now, uh, we're having a fight, Glenn. Am I entitled to have my own mind? See, uh, that, the that is the thing that, you know, I, I keep starting in, uh, conversations with people that I know I'm going to disagree with with this. Do you believe in the Bill of Rights as written? Mm-hmm. You give me nine of those, you know, first ten. Do you agree with the Bill of Rights? If you do, then all we're usually talking about are policies. And that's normal. It goes back to you saying, you know, what is a law? What is a nation? What is a border? If you understand the Bill of Rights, that gave us the playing field and it gave us this is all out of bounds. Well, nothing is out of bounds right now. And I'm, you know, I, I can argue policies, but we are not talking about those now. It's not really about spending. It's about, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are spending and building a structure for an entirely different system, and you're not including yes. us in it. That's exactly right. This, is, this isn't political. It's spiritual. And it's not cultural. It's existential. These, this, is, this is a completely new, fundamentally new way of life. Yes, it is. And, 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 and this is the end of Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, and neither side can agree on who the savages are, Okay. So one belief system, it, this is, you know, it's a worldview steel cage match now. Two of them have entered. Only one of them is coming out. And either we are going to be permitted the luxury of going back to those culture war political issues that, that we thought at the time were existential and, you know, so serious. And now we've reached a whole different meta level and realized kind of seems pretty trite compared to what we're talking about now. Either we're going to be afforded the luxury of returning to that political paradigm and then uh, being angry at, at the Andrew Yangs of the world again, or we're not going to have a country. Those are really the stakes. So That's it. Steve, That's it. Um, if you would have talked to me two months ago, I would have been very, very pessimistic. Um, then Afghanistan happened and I saw people stand up. Then the school boards uh, started to be flipped. Uh, now people are starting to say, you know, shut up Fauci. Uh, I'm starting to see that spirit of America uh, come back. Are you optimistic? I'm optimistic. I'm more optimistic. I don't know. I'm a total depravity kind of guy, so I don't know that I'm ever actually optimistic. Okay, but (laughs) I am I am more optimistic than I was a few months ago. Yes, that I, I do think that there there's here's how I would define it. We don't have as many people um, uh, as as we probably need. But we have more people right now, but we have more people than the system can tolerate at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we can build a groundswell of momentum here. And I think there's a window here that we can use things like mass resistance, noncompliance. New York State right now, I believe, has 40 of 62 counties that are refusing to enforce or implement the new governor's attempt to return to COVID stands. Fantastic. Mandates. Fantastic. See, that's what we're talking about is is who they can issue all the decrees that they want. The school board doesn't have a sergeant at arms. OSHA with the jab mandate doesn't have police officers that they can come arrest you if your company won't enforce it. 
if enough people refuse to uh, to comply, these things become unenforceable. They, they, they're trying to impose these things through infrastructures that don't have enforcement mechanisms. Yet. They, we, they've just relied on, yet, they've mm-hmm. just relied on us to go along with it. And, and we need to show them that it will be painful for you to try to inflict these things on us, that this pain will not be a one-sided transaction any longer. Just like you want to inflict pain on us, we will return the pain on you for trying to inflict it. Steve Dace, uh, Blaze TV host, Steve Dace Show, follows this program every day. He is the author of The Faucian Bargain and the author of Do What You Believe or You Won't Be Free to Believe It Much Longer. This is what he's been talking about, this new book that is out now. Steve Dace, thank you so much. Talk to you again. You got it, guys. Again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, there's uh, short-term planning for your family and long-term planning. Short-term is something like, mm, do you know what you're getting everybody for Christmas this year? Have you figured out what everybody wants? Have you worked it into the budget so that you can get the uh, maximum amount of Christmas bang for your buck? Things like that. Long-term planning for your family is something like, how much money are you going to be able to put into your savings every month? What are you doing to lower the bills so that number can rise? What are you considering uh, as an option? Are you considering all of them? If you own a home, you've, you've got to get a fair mortgage rate. If you have a mortgage rate that is in the 3% interest range, you're overpaying. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month or more if you refinance that mortgage right now. The mortgage rates are low, but the Fed came out just, what, two days ago and said, we are going to raise it three times. And I think they're, they are talking about some things that are really going to affect the economy because it'll make it harder for people to get loans. Get your loan now. If you need a new mortgage, a refi, you want a consolidation loan, it's American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So there's there's a lot of really good signs on what we were just talking about with Steve. Uh, one of them is the Salvation Army's their red kettle donations. Ah, uh, they're they're not making it. They're not making no. it. No, they're way behind this year. Now, usually you wouldn't say lack of donation to charity would be a good sign. No, but this time, seeing that they put out a little booklet, uh, <laughs> let's talk about racism mm. and uh, and said that, you know, we really need as Christians, we really need to look at ourselves. Uh, we need to evaluate our racist attitudes and the white culture. Uh, has challenges it needs to overcome, including denial of racism and defensiveness about race. And white Americans have to stop trying to be colorblind. That's the one that's the out of all of those sentences. That's the one that bothers me the most. Stop being colorblind. No, I'm sorry. I've spent my whole life being taught to be colorblind. And the guy who was the head of the class was Martin Luther King. And you're not going to convince me at this point that the things that he actually said and actually believed. Now, you want to talk to me about communism and Martin Luther King? Okay, you might be able to flip me on that one. Maybe he was a total communist. 
but I do believe he believed. Don't judge me on the color of my skin. And I think that is right. And sorry, I'm not going to comply. And if that's what you are, Salvation Army, you're never going to get a ho, 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 shut up, fat man with a bell. I'm walking into the store and you ain't getting anything either way from me. Tons of people feel that way. I'm, I'm not. Yep. Gonna, I don't care what you yep. say. I'm not going to start making decisions based on skin color. No, mm-hmm. nope, nope. No, not thanks. Gonna do it. Not going to go down that road. Don't want to do it. I, I, I think we all realized it was the wrong thing to do. I think we were right when we realized that. It is amazing how how easy it is to see if you're on the wrong side of history. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so easy to see. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I think I'm on the wrong side of history here. And I think more and more Americans are waking up. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, when you uh, woke up this morning, I'll bet you didn't expect that today was going to be the day that you'd have to drop $1,000 or more all of a sudden because something went crazy with your car. If your car is out of warranty, that could be exactly what happens. I hope it doesn't to you today. Repairs aren't cheap, and this time of the year, when the weather's changing from warm to cold, it can be really hard on a vehicle. This is the worst time of the year for your car. I've had Car Shield for several years now, and I can tell you that they have saved me and my family a ton of money. They have affordable plans for your budget, uh, and they can get you out of a tough bind. We have house insurance in case something goes radically wrong. We have medical insurance because we know how expensive it is if it happens to us. This is just car insurance. It's the it's medical care for your car because you know something's going to go wrong. Don't face that gigantic bill. Car Shield, the best defense against costly repairs. It could put a deep freeze on your plans and finances and they have everything that would fit everybody's budget. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10% now. Carshield.com slash Beck. And don't miss the big power hour tonight. Christmas party power hour for Stu Does America. Go to StuDoesPowerHour.com. You're not going to want to miss it. This is the Glenn Beck program. I just want you to be on high alert. In fact, I, I think it... I think it warrants uh, the duct tape alert uh, because what you are about to hear will honestly just uh, it could make your head explode. But you might pray for that. So maybe you don't wrap, wrap your head in duct tape. Biden is now warning, and I quote, of a winter of severe illness and death. End quote. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these guys just won't give up on their fear mongering. And I think like to make a prediction Mm. by the end of by the end of the year. And I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later because it already is. But America is just going to start mocking. I mean, universally mocking these warnings, mocking these people. And they're just going to be like, yeah, really? Got to wear a got to wear a mask. huh? Not going to do it. By the end of the year, meaning in like just a couple of weeks, or are you no, saying no. in 2020? In 2022. Yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, I think, yeah. It's coming. Here's what I'm already saying to him A, B, C, D, E, F, U. That's what I'm already saying. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And that your is... mom and your sister and your job. Are you okay. quoting a car? <laughs> that stuff you call art. <laughs> what? Are you... 
<laughs> Are you guys familiar with this song? It was number uh, one in the country last Yeah, but week. I didn't think I would hear it from you, <laughs> of all people. I never thought I would quote a song like that either, but yeah. this is probably the song your kids are listening to and you don't know. Do it. we have a piece of it edited? Super catchy. As a as a programmer, strictly as a guy yeah, who used a to guy. a music guy who used to program top forty stations, I would have this in what was called power rotation out of the box. You'd hand it to me, I put it in, I listen, I go put this it on the air right every now. ninety minutes. Every ninety minutes. Every ninety right minutes. Now. It is a it's a smash hit. It's a, not only a smash hit; it is an anthem. Yeah. It's an anthem, and those those happen. Uh, occasionally, rarely, but it is an anthem that becomes a movement of the age. It. They spared the dog too. I I feel good that they said. Yeah, she spared the dog. Spared spared the dog. dog It's uh, it just you. It's something you can just powerfully relate to. I guess Uh, it is. And I wish you couldn't. I wish I couldn't. Yeah, but. you can it see is. the appeal. Wait, you know, wait you, it, you're seeing it. It's your like Pat Gray's <laughs> anthem. I thought you were saying it was good. Like it for, just feels oh, no, good. It feels good. That's my. You that's, know? I could I could quickly adopt that as my anthem. Oh, too. big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And your kids have got to. And mm. Not that I want them to. Oh, or they should be. This is what they're listening but to. But that's what they're listening to. They're listening to that, and you don't know it, and they mm-hmm. would never sing it around you, but right. I guarantee you they know every word. They're singing to all their friends, and they're screaming it in the car when they're yeah. not with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's wow. weird. We're at a place where, like, I didn't like the, I, I let me put it this way. Uh, I like the Brandon chant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Much better than what that what it means yes i as a Mm -hmm. a parent of two small kids going to sporting events and hearing the actual chant uh associated with let's go brandon over and over again it was not fun i did not Mm -hmm. appreciate that i like let's go brandon much more so Mm -hmm. i but i think society i mean pat you remember me in the day um before before i sobered up and changed and found the lord and everything else I it was an art form. The F word was an mm-hmm. art form. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I could say came up a few times in conversation. Yeah. And I could I could pretty much uh, <laughs> talk about anything and uh, probably more F words in it than actual other words. And you'd still <laughs> understand exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I wasted all of those years. Well, maybe I was just a pioneer because everybody is talking like that now. Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. it seem like that? Yeah. Like you hear that everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Seems like we're just getting dumber and dumber as a society. And I think that's it's like uh, what was it? Uh, the Idiocracy, the, the um, movie that yeah. predicted the future uh, blatantly. But they, they, everyone kind of breeds and gets dumber and dumber over time. And then that's how they talk all the time. All they're doing is swearing and like, and it's just constant insults. But and there is nothing better at times, mm-hmm. at times, 
than that word. It just word is an effective. It's a very effective word. There are only a couple of words that are more effective that yeah that, that they don't get into songs all that often. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, but it's kind of like it's it's becoming almost like the c word mm. in England. Like in England, it doesn't mean what we think it means. Right. The c word. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting. Do we all understand the right c word because I know there's lots of c words lots we're not supposed, supposed to say. Yeah. C is the one you got to stay away from the most. Seems like. That oh, is word. it? Hang on just a second. I'm getting it from my Scottish friend. Is it only Scotland? So in England, does it mean the same thing that it does here? Means the same in England, not in Scotland. And mm. I know this because mm. the the guy who is my assistant is Scottish, and uh, he. He was having a conversation uh, with his now wife, uh, but they were dating, and he he called her that, and she was like, "What?" And he was like, "What? What's the problem?" <laughs> Didn't go well. Uh, Didn't go well. Wait, but he well, saved it. Does it mean like uh, you know, idiot? Adorable? Right? Can he just, uh, just let me see him at least? I know he doesn't want to be on the microphone, but. Does it mean idiot? Is that a appropriate what is translation? It, what does it mean? It'll open his mic. Go ahead. What's it mean? It's just a friendlier way of saying, yeah, that idiot over there. A friendlier way of saying that idiot. A over friendlier there. Way. doesn't seem friendly, but... Yeah, uh, and it... I mean, it doesn't seem like <laughs> idiot either. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's how we use it. I mean, we use it in all... Oh, I know. Reference in anybody. We, I, I, oh, I... Mm. Over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. And, mm. uh, and you know... <laughs> When I, because you know, I, I, you know, I watch the BBC a lot because I think the BBC is, no, it's not necessarily better. Well, yes, it is, um, but uh, it, it's just that it doesn't have any American politics in it. It's got right. loads of British, British but politics. I don't care if they burn to the ground. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's interesting. Like over there, they, they have use a word, a and they have a word for uh, cigarette as well. That is that means something else over yes. here. Yes, that occasionally yes. makes it into those shows, and it, it's yeah. jarring because you just don't hear it in any context. And especially anymore. because it's usually preceded one a drag off of a yes, and you're like, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you for that. I oh. was watching, I've been watching The Wire, the show uh, on HBO that aired in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, basically based off Jason Whitlock's uh, recommendation. Because I've mm. heard, obviously I've heard of, of The Wire and it's one of the, you know, most renowned shows of all time. And he was saying it's mm. his favorite show of all time. And so he, he kind of talked me into going through it and it's very good. But what's interesting about it is there it's, you know, it's about like drug dealing on the streets of Baltimore in the early 2000s. And they like, particularly the anti-gay slur is all over the place, like, like crazy. And like, it's, it's interesting just in that time that has gone from a word that was just continually used in pop culture, not necessarily in a positive way. Like, Hey, these guys are good for using this word. I mean, they're bad characters. But, like, it was just in there all the time. And you go back at, you know, there's episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that bla- just have the N-word in them. Straight mm-hmm. out N-word said full. Like, it's so shocking. Well, now. Like, that's, that's happened pretty fast. Really fast. Well, but it is, it is uh, to me, it has always been shocking. Because, you know, Pat and I came from music radio. That stuff was in rap all the time. All the time. All the time. And so it was... Mm-hmm. It, to me, it was always shocking to hear it in music, it, and it's and then it was just weird that you could hear it in music. Still can hear it in music, hear it in you know w- with you know half of the population or what is it 
20% of the population being free with it, just throwing it out anywhere and can, and everybody else is like, okay, that's really a bad word. It's just weird. It's mm-hmm. developed in a very strange way. I, I, there's that controversy that happened around here in, in Texas with uh, supposed racism in high schools. And it was what was kind of the basis of the recent CRT stuff that happened. Where here. the teenage girls were singing the lyrics of a rap song. Yeah. And yeah. that was part of, you know, the criticism of this town and that like the white girls were singing the actual lyrics of the song. No criticism levied at the, the artist at all. for recording the song this way. Right. No one said, hey, maybe like don't put it in the song that you know is going to attract mm-hmm. uh, young people who may not be able to decipher the uh, ins and outs and nuances of how this word is supposed to be used. No criticism to them for making millions of dollars off the word. But let's criticize the high school kids for Mm -hmm. just singing along to lyrics of a song that Universal or some other big company is making millions of dollars off of. Remember when I stood up for Don Imus uh, against Al Sharpton? Because Al Sharpton, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Don just said some things he shouldn't have said. But it's, it's by far not worse than what's in rap songs oh god no. and i'm talking to al sharpton like when are you going to talk to the when are you going to talk to the record companies mm-hmm. when are you going to boycott them mm-hmm. and the wow. answer of course is never he actually did he, oh he did he yeah. did say he would do it and oh, he did do he did it, i went he? and marched with him oh. i said i don't oh, yeah, i'm not going to i said you're not going to do it and he said yes i will and i said you know what then i'll show up with my cameras and i'll be there, I was there to cover yeah. it i don't agree with it but i will i will cover it and i'll be there and I walked out, he'd had a march, and uh, I walked around the corner, and he was there, you know, with a block full of people, and uh, one of the guards was like, no, 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 and Sharpton said, no, come here, and he looked at me like I was an alien, like, you're here, and I said, of course, I told you I would be, mm-hmm. I said, I can't believe that you are doing this, and he said, well, I told you I would, and I said, yeah. but But there was a time where that was a position of of race race activists right that we should everyone should get rid of the n-word it should not just you know i don't know if anybody knows it kind of goes to all men are created equal i mean we should all be playing by the same rules Mm -hmm. we should all be playing by the same rules that's old school what you're saying is old school who was the rap star was it drake that invited the white girl up on stage to sing one of his songs with him (laughs) she sang the word and then he berated her for it Really? What? Yeah. What what are your songs, man? I'm just singing the lyric. What am I... Do you do you put N word in there? We're in place of it. Kendrick Lamar. I'm being told it was uh, <laughs> okay. not Drake. All right, uh, but good. Still, that's a that's, that's an insane. Scene. I hope she went away going. You're yeah, a I, total psycho. I would think so. Well, how, yeah. well, how about when the, in the uh, Jesse Smollett trial they were reading the texts. And they and Jesse Smollett said the lawyer, the white lawyer, oh, couldn't yeah. read Jesse's text because right. the N word was used in the text. <laughs> Jeez, quoting text in a legal trial. Hang on, just a second. Let's just all enjoy for a second the holiday season, and knowing that Jesse Smollett is going to go to jail. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's just, very yeah. nice. It's a good. Ah, it's like chestnuts <laughs> roasting on an open fire. You know, it just feels good. Uh, You care deeply about your dog and you want him to live the fullest, healthiest, happiest life he or she can. Part of the family, right? That's why I use Rough Greens. Not a dog food, but a supplement that you pour on the dog food. And then, if your dog is 
anything like Uno. You just stand back and watch because of the feeding, uh, feeding frenzy. It's like it's like pouring uh, chum into the water with sharks. They love it. It's full of probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils, all the things that they need, and they're not getting from kibble food. So this is not a dog food. It's a supplement you just sprinkle on, and they love it. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. Make sure that he loves it as much as Uno does. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. I hate stew. I just want to bring <laughs> that up. I, I hate. I started with a compliment and you turn it around on me. I just hate you. I just now, think the compliment was a very thin sliver. It was. You know, that in you a immediately sea of hate. disavowed. I mean, you before you even got to the compliment, you disavowed the compliment. How? You said, oh. well, and it's a very small, small, small compliment. It's a sliver <laughs> of a compliment. Before I tell but you But at what least it is, I'm being honest, yes, right? Yes. I'm being honest. But it was so, a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's going, uh, Stu always goes to like the Super Bowl every year. And he goes to, you know, bowl games and he flies around and, and he doesn't do, you know, you do one or two of these a year. I like to do, I like to go to sporting events and, and fun I things. And I love that. Yeah. I love and you do that. it. You, you do it without your wife and kids, right? You just go with friends. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know like that's not something I do. Not well, something that Pat does. No. And I feel, and we, I feel like you're a hero mm-hmm. to me. Well, thank a you. A very small. <laughs> See, this is. Uh, diminished you, hero. Right. But I, <laughs> Well, I, I, really non-hero hero. Yeah, you're a non-hero sort of, yeah. hero. Kind well, of somebody that you tell your kids not to look directly at kind of hero. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. you do some fun things, uh, Glenn. I think you've had, you do some fun things. You, you, have, some, you have an interesting life. You just, I have an interesting life. But, but you, know, you know, I talk to people and I'm like, I don't know what you do to make money. They're all, I have friends who are like, oh, I just got back home. I, we took the family to the moon last week. And you're like, <laughs> How? What, really? You know, I have a friend who's like, yeah, the family went for four weeks. We went to four uh, weeks. Yeah, Jeez. four weeks. We went to China. Oh walked my gosh. the Great Wall, and I'm like, "Shut up! What do you do? Yeah. You have a four job. Weeks. How are you doing that? Wow, that's incredible. See, but you do at least fun things. I mean, Pat, I will oh, say, yeah. Pat makes incredible cookies. Kexi.com. Yeah. Uh, I will my say, wife actually makes the cookies. Yeah. I don't even do that. No, you don't even do that. <laughs> but but you are oh, you running uh-huh. a, a new small business. Hard for you yeah. maybe to get away. But you won't take yes, it, very. You won't take all those profits and go someplace cool will you no no you'll probably no, give not. all those profits away won't you so far there are no profits <laughs> <laughs> solves the problem yeah. completely yeah, yeah. You, you don't, don't have to worry. You have to decide ah, do i give <laughs> yeah. it to the kids do i give it to charity do we take a vacation nope don't have to worry about it good stuff good stuff all right back with more in a minute If anybody in my family is listening, they should turn off the radio at this point, and uh, I, you'd say why, and I'd say because you don't ask questions around Christmas time. Just turn it off right now, because I we, we have we have some talking to do about Christmas in sixty seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Do you have a rec tech yet? If you don't, you should get one. If you like smoked food, grilled food. Uh, you like to uh, bake and not necessarily be stuck in the kitchen, 
a rec tech does all of these and does them to perfection it has uh, smart grill technology on it so everything bakes grills smokes to perfection i have not burnt a steak in my rec tech that is that is quite an accomplishment you don't know how many times i've had to cut the burnt part off of steaks don't have to do that with Rectech. It comes out perfect every single time. It is a gr- it'll be the last grill you ever buy. It's Rectech, R E C T E Q.com, R E C T E Q.com, Rectech.com. So what is your your favorite Christmas tradition? What's the one if I said one thing, what would it be? Pack Ray. Uh, yeah, good at this. Uh, Stu. I, lo- I loved, I lo- I, we have a manger scene that we put out every year. And we take the wise men from the manger scene and put them around somewhere else. And in then the they house. all move. And then the kids moved them every night. Yeah, during but you're not doing that season. now, are you? No, because the kids are a little old for that I know. Now. See, it's kind of weird. Once kind your of, kids kind of grow up, you're like, eh. Yeah. My kids are still in peak Christmas years. Oh, yeah. right now. enjoy them. So they don't mm. come back. We no, have done more Christmas stuff this year than have you really? Is oh, physically so possible. Multiple so things does it seem per like, day. Does it feel like Christmas to you then? Oh yeah, I oh, love yeah. it. To me, it's like, I love Christmas too. But it's kind of like me. I'm no. all in. I'm all in this is year. Is it because our kids are so old I don't now? Know, maybe. Is that what it is? Maybe. And the world is on fire. That uh, could have yeah. something to do with well, it. Well, and also my kids are on fire and the world is on <laughs> yeah. fire. So that, you that know, makes I got it the more great, complicated. I'm going through those beautiful teen years that I remember mm-hmm. you having. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Fun? I, well, you bet. Yeah. I look at these times uh, and uh, quite often will say, remember, Pat and Jackie went through this and those kids are they're not in jail. No, uh, they're so good, far. solid citizens. Mm-hmm. I mean, they turned out and she's like, yeah, but we're not Pat and Jackie. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> it sucks. It's over. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, the latest Christmas uh, tradition for me is my grandkids absolutely are convinced that I am Santa. They think you are Santa convinced. Claus. Convinced. Convinced. There is some mm. resemblance, Glenn. <laughs> I, I you am have aware several of the I features got, I've got needed that. and yes. required, with yes, the exception I of, I mean, you have a little bit of a beard, I suppose. Well, but my, not- it started really with my, uh, my grandson saying, Grandpa, Santa's fat. <laughs> You're fat. <laughs> That's, wow. That was the first thing. That's Santa's wow. fat. Awesome. You're fat. That's a smart kid. He has white <laughs> hair. You have white hair. Wow. And I'm like, well, you got the two things required to be Santa down. <laughs> you know, well, the beard. You need the yeah, beard. Yeah. And your beard is not. So here's the thing. The the Santa Claus, you know, the first one, mm-hmm. you know, where, uh, what's his name? Tim the, Allen. The, Tim Allen. He grows <laughs> the beard and he can't shave it off. Mm-hmm. So last Christmas, and this is all done by my daughter, Hannah, who I bought a couple of extra years by doing some magical things, you know, with like, I think I've told the story about the Santa sleigh bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. told it in some live okay. shows. I know. Yeah. And, uh, gave her the Santa sleigh bell. And it was really, really magical that year. And it bought about another year or two of believing in Santa. What I didn't know is she was very, very pissed once she found out that Santa doesn't come at, for those kids of that age, you know, it's time for them to grow up and he's just for the little kids. And, uh, and <laughs> thank you for that looks too. 
And so um, I'm, I'm sitting there, and uh, she says to me, I said, you remember how magical that was? And she said, I was so angry. I was so angry for a long time. And I was oh, like, God. what? Really? What? And this is after she started telling the grandkids that I'm Santa. She to- she told the grandkids oh. that she- you you are Santa. Oh yeah, yeah. And we've 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 we've, we've really piled some logs on it. Last year, <laughs> last year, uh, I I went to bed early on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and I said I got I gotta go to bed early. And they're like, Grandpa, it's four o'clock. And I'm like, I know, I gotta go to bed early. And uh, so I went to bed, and you know, I happened to have a real great santa suit from some show that we did years ago uh and so i got into bed and i put my covers up to my chin but then i got a really good stage you know like one with spirit gum glue that you glue on you know all the hairs and stuff put a really good beard on that Mm -hmm. looked absolutely real and had that on the other side of the covers uh kind of like miracle on 34th street and uh Hannah comes in and she's like, oh my gosh, she closes the door and then she runs. We have it all on videotape. She runs and she gets the kids. You have to see grandpa. What? You have to see. I can't. I just look and open up the doors and the kids are like, (laughs) just about freak out. Oh my gosh. Last summer. This is unfair. I know. Last Mm. summer, I took that suit and I just put it in a box and I said, uh, it says grandpa's secret box. Uh, do not open unless grandpa dies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I put it way up. Shocking on top. even brought death into yeah, this story. Mm-hmm. Put it way up on the shelf. And, uh, and Hannah goes out and she's up on a ladder with the kids cleaning the garage. And uh, she's like, what's this? She opens it up and she's like, oh my gosh. Uh, and then puts it away. And of course the kids are like, what's that mom? Uh, nothing. Mom, what's in the box? Okay, you can't tell Gaga. And so she opens up the box, and it's the Christmas suit with a little instruction. If I die, put on the suit, and uh, all will be explained. Okay? The kids are crazy. She's like, you cannot tell Grandpa what we just did. I won't. (laughs) My grandson runs directly into the house, directly (laughs) to me. I knew you were Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so oh it's so great that's so, incredible so great. wow that is you've really piled it on here uh, i know and i keep saying to her remember how angry you were with right. bell right and she was like yeah but they'll probably be angry for a while but they'll get over it and i'm like well yeah but then i'm on the outs for a couple of years right <laughs> not, just a couple of years of their childhood no big deal <laughs> luckily i keep telling them I am not Santa, and I, mm. I stick by that. I'm so you're not the Santa. truthful one. You're being truthful. Well, mm-hmm. I'm saying those words. And those th- words are accurate. Uh, they are completely accurate. I, 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 I won't tell you what I'm doing this year until <laughs> next year, but this year, oh my gosh, you couldn't pile it on bigger than this. You, could, you cannot, you couldn't outdo this. I, 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 you could not outdo this this year. And this is the thing. I think this is like unfair for parents around the country in that like 
Glenn is like gets super into this stuff and is super creative on this stuff. I you've told me some stories of, about past years um, that and you're just like, oh my god, like the effort that goes into it, and like you're you you're doing this as if you're putting on a stage show, right? Oh, like, yeah. There's a lot for of like planning. a million people. There's resources. Oh yeah. There's I mean, it, you go into it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, we, uh, it's we, unfair. Yeah. We, mm. uh, a um, one of the kids <laughs> was left a uh, Santa glove. And I mean, it's a real Santa glove, red leather and the soft white fur in it. And mm. I don't know how many rabbits died to make this glove. <laughs> and it took us a long time, but it is Santa's glove. Mm. It is Santa's glove. And uh, but wait, oh, my God, this year, the kids heads. I think mm. they will explode. I think there's a chance. You know those things that they always like pull in England, you know, hey, Merry Christmas, and they pull that stupid little paper thing and it, I don't yeah. know, pops something out. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to happen with their heads. That's going to happen with their heads. Stuffing is going to fly out. Uh, all right, let me tell you about uh, Goldline. CEO of Goldman Sachs just said publicly that he expects lower returns on stocks for the next few years. Huh. Why would you say that? Would it be because the Fed has been pumping all fake money into the uh, stock market and now maybe it's going to it's going to, you know, have a giant bubble and it's going to pop a little bit? I mean, maybe maybe take some of the winnings off of the table and move them into a more conservative, protective asset. The time tested winner, as always, is precious metals. Gold and silver are where you want to be when the next crash comes and it could be closer than you think. This is why I have gold as an investment. It's a hedge against insanity. You don't you don't want everything in gold. You don't want everything in anything. You have to spread the risk. 10% is a good place to have for, you know, holdings of precious metals, but don't buy the paper gold. Call Goldline. Get the actual physical precious metal. This week Goldline is offering 6% in promotional metals for qualifying self-directed IRA acquisitions. So call and speak with an account executive right now, 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Mm. Okay, favorite Christmas movie. Just going right to the top of the list here. Yeah, go to the top of the list. We made a list of of Christmas movies, but just don't even look at the list. Favorite Christmas movie. One you cannot miss uh, a year of. I feel I have three that I fall into this category. However, number one, I would put Elf. Yeah. I would say Elf is my number one. Okay. I love Elf, too. Yeah, Elf is number but one for me. My favorite is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Yeah, that's got to be number one. I've got that at um, number six. Number six. Yes. Okay. That's well down the list. Actually. You know what it is? You know what it is? I think TBS wrecked that movie because they played it all over the time. and over and over again. And so when we were growing up, where we were just probably, what, either late teens or early 20s when Ted Turner found that movie, mm-hmm. and it was like, nobody owns the rights to that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. ran it 24 hours a day. I don't think that, I think that makes it more, it associates it more with Christmas. Like, I know we've had conversations when we disagree on a Christmas story being a great Christmas movie. I love it. But like, I have a Christmas story uh, right halfway down my list Mm -hmm. because it's one of those that I, sometimes I'm absolutely in the mood for and it's great. 
And other times I'm like, oh, I can't take that movie. I love it. But I think part of the reason I love it is because it's, it's on 20, 24 hours of a Christmas story every Christmas. And so they just air it over and over and over and over and over again for 24 hours. And I love that. Like whenever it's on, I, even when we're doing something in the house on Christmas and we're not, we don't have the TV audio on, mm-hmm. I just put it on without the audio. So that's what happens in my house with the Hallmark Channel. Oh, I love the which is the same. Love it. It's the same movie over and over and over. Doesn't matter though. I know. I watch them all. I watch them all, all. and I love watching them with the family and being just sarcastic. Yes. Sometimes they're so bad. So the story is so dumb, and the acting so so bad. bad Yeah, that it's just fun to make a make fun of. of. We Uh, sit there like my father-in-law. We sat there and watched it. I didn't know if he was being serious or sarcastic the whole time. And I looked at my wife and she's like, no, he's sarcastic. Because <laughs> I didn't know because he was so deadpan on it. He was like, there's yeah. no way these two are going to get together. There's just no way. <laughs> they're, too, they're from different sides yeah, of the they're two different, And one of them lives in New York now right. and just came back to the small town. There's right. no way she's going right. to stay here. All right. She's engaged to be married to another guy. <laughs> right. And she back loves in New him. York. Yes. Not yeah. to mention. The same one. That's the one we were watching with my father-in-law. The same one. All of they're the movies like can that. be described this way. <laughs> yes. That is what you... Yes. They're always, they always have some business interest back in the big city yeah uh, by the way on this note i should point out um i mentioned uh, Stu does power hour is coming tonight yeah uh, when's christmas pa- cookie well a christmas twist is going to air on Stu does america tonight so if you happen to be if you watch blazer you can go to youtube.com slash Stu does america wearing the entire movie the christmas twist this is a movie that it's we all a fun holiday in. tradition it, it really, really is funny it really <laughs> is funny and it's a parody of these terrible sort of Hallmark <laughs> style Christmas movies. <laughs> and I swear to you, this is true. We made a Christmas twist. What was that? 2014, 2015? Oh, it's something quite a while ago. Yeah, a while it was ago. earlier than that. Maybe. It was on when I was doing Wonderful World of Stew mm-hmm. for, this, uh, for this network. And it's a movie that Glenn is in. Pat is an inc- does an incredible role. Glenn does an incredible role. We have like a bunch of people from the Blazer in it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's a parody of these movies. And the woman has a, a Christmas cookie store, and it's all—it's it's the same dumb plot line from all these movies. And I swear to you, I swear this is true. They saw this movie and then made a real Hallmark movie out of it. There is one about the. It, it's I, almost I agree the exact yeah, plot of our fake movie, and it's—it almost all happens in the same you know order. What it's called? Uh, I gotta watch this. But still, I would uh, just I the may I just point out. Yeah. That you just told me you're describing every Christmas movie <laughs> on Hallmark. They're all the same. <laughs> they are the same, but they have typical different things. Like, you know, um, sometimes the business will be like a, a lawyer and sometimes, you know, there'll be um, a business executive. And then like in the town, sometimes it's it's uh, they they're making cookies and sometimes they're making they're making Christmas costumes. And sometimes there's always a little like, you know, bumps in different yeah. directional. Mm-hmm. This is like the exact same movie. They made a real movie out of our parody movie. I want to make a Christmas movie next year. Oh, we should. I want. And I, and I, you know, I said this to, uh, I said this to the guy who runs Mercury and, and I said, and I want to make it for Hallmark. And he said, why? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And I'm like, cause Hallmark will run it and, and we, we could do it live with no script, <laughs> just ad lib. <laughs> And every we'd have a Hallmark Christmas movie. And you know the thing I really love about the Hallmark Christmas movies? 
Most of them are filmed in California. And you can tell because there's snow on the ground and yet strangely leaves on the trees in the background. Mm. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. It'll like be. Yeah. yeah. Be, they don't really do the. Yeah. They don't do that thing that they do in movies where they make sure the background scenes look right. They right. Don't. Like, exactly. No, they don't. It's, it's likely. It might be a set that there it might be a set like of a town and it just happens to be moving down the you know sidewalk because they're getting ready to film another movie. Right. And all of a sudden there's a town behind them. Continuity like, is not, not necessarily a strong point. It's like you know you're watching a movie from 1845 and a plane flies by. It's like that yeah. type of stuff goes on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the equivalent in Hallmark uh, movies. I, I love when the blizzard is happening and they walk into to uh, an indoor setting and they've got s- supposedly snow all through their hair <laughs> and they could be indoors for 15 minutes not a single flake has melted i wonder if that wow that is really frozen snow that can stand up to 70 degrees inside or is it perhaps <laughs> or is it perhaps yes that uh they've decided they're not going to use fossil fuels Maybe. And so they are. <laughs> they, it's just as cold inside shop. as it's it is outside. As, yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, maybe. That's that'd a, be that's the responsible point. thing to do. <laughs> it would be. It would be the woke thing to do. So your number one is, mm. is Elf? My number one is, uh, yeah, Elf. And then my mm. number two is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mm, I have that at four. Okay. Well, so that's pretty, pretty, pretty. We're in the. See again, you're being disagreeable. I think we're in the same vicinity here. Yeah, I'm surprised, I, actually. Then I have Christmas vacation. I have that at number three as well. Oh my gosh! So we, we just, you know what? I'm telling you. Where do you want to go on? You vacation? two should be married. <laughs> where do you want to get? My wife and I, we have, we have, we have the. We don't agree on anything mm-hmm. on when it comes to vacations. If it's not a beach. She's really not that interested. Mm. And, you know, it's got and it's got to be a beach vacation. You know, I'm like, hey, maybe we could go. Nope. But maybe we could. Nope. And, you know, like I want to do things like I can't. Now, I understand this. It's not a beach, but it's warm. I really want to go to Chernobyl. Oh, my gosh. That's totally. A, it's on my literal bucket list. <laughs> it is on to mine, to, too. It is. It is 100 percent true. 100 percent. Like Red Square, I don't want to see all of Russia. I just want to see the mm-hmm. parts where I grew up. It's probably not as, as uh, for you. I'd like to see some things in China. Don't want to eat there. Wait, did you? Are you saying you grew up in Russia? No, grew up. Oh crap! <laughs> I have blown cover. <laughs> run! <laughs> They're on to me. Uh, no, it's uh, that uh, I grew up with the Cold War, and I always mm. wanted to see Russia. I always mm. wanted to see that. My wife is like, I'm not going any time of the year. I'm not going. It's very questionable whether you, Glenn Beck, should go well, to Russia. I will yes, say you will I definitely will, get murdered. Right. <laughs> and Ukraine is probably not the best place either. But however, that's it's Chernobyl. The, it's that's Chernobyl. worth, you know, that's worth. I mean, I got to go. I want to see the, the Ferris wheel. The, you know, I'm, I'm oh, all through the spookiest Kripiat. places. Oh yeah. That's what I want to see there. Yeah. And you could do it now. You can do it. I know you can. You go to the exclusion zone. I, I mean, know. That's, we uh, should go. We should, we should go. go together. I would love. You know this. where I almost went this year? Turkmenistan. That's on my bucket list too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, almost, you, and I was going. I, I almost went, and I was like, I can't go without Stu. If you, Stu would be if so you pissed. went to Turkmenistan without me, I would never talk to you again. Yeah. Now that might be your goal. Yeah. Well, and so uh, I can understand. It that. is an asset that I have to put on the table. The Turkmenistan, if you don't know, had a, a very, and still does, have a very strange dictator. 
that took power after the fall of communism and and littered the. Oh, ent- he's still alive? No, he died. Okay. His dentist took so. over the country. His, no, seriously. Dentist. Yes, his dentist took over. <laughs> it's a great Hermie. That makes <laughs> it Hermie. even better. I want yeah. to be a dentist. <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally, his <laughs> yeah. dentist took over the country. Uh, now, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you don't just throw that out. You know. Like the dictator of Turkmenistan is up on the roof. You have to break this to us a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, and then he slipped off and uh, his dentist is now in charge. Everyone has a plan for succession in Turkmenistan. It's the dentist. (laughs) Oh, I've got to go. I've got to go. This is the Glenback Program. Do they have a beach there? (laughs) No, No, definitely not. Uh, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. You're looking to get dad something. I just, now kids, you can listen again. If you're looking for a great gift for dad, steaks, meat, good idea. The perfect gift package is what Omaha Steaks is calling the something that I want you to look at and consider for a, a holiday package. 50% off your order. It's $99.99. You're going to get delicious butcher cut top sirloins. You're going to get chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. Use the promo code BECK. You'll not only save over 50%, but you also get eight Omaha Steak Burgers for free. So they throw those in, but you have to use the promo code BECK. OmahaSteaks.com. Find the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com. Don't forget, you'll get eight free burgers if you enter the promo code Beck into the search bar. And when you're ordering, if you're a first-time customer, enter Beck at checkout and you'll get $20 off select packages. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Beck. Speaking of dictatorships at Christmas time, don't miss the new Christmas hit. It's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela. It's available on the Studios America podcast page now. a socialist treat a band of marauders have captured our daughters and amputated my feet the reindeer have been murdered and the elves have all been beat it's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela oh the kids have frowns the tree is red and green it is splattered with blood and spleen and Santa Claus is not coming to town It's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela Soon we'll lose our soul But the thing that will make us cry Is the painful way we die As our heads all 
Temperatures higher from all of the fires And rampant is the disease There's some execution and much destitution And I am covered by fleas And have you ever noticed that the water smells like cheese? It's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela Begging for some food But the thing that won't make us flee Is the worthless currency Holy crap, we're screwed It's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela We're Venezuela Cause Biden failed ya It's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela from Stu and his orchestra. Yeah, get the, uh, you can listen to it and share it as much as you want. Just go to the podcast page for Studios America. <laughs> click subscribe and uh, listen as many times as you like. I mean, it's a good way to celebrate the oncoming socialism that's coming to this country this holiday season. You know, I think what says Christmas more than any other Christmas tradition or movie, especially in this time when we need it the most, mm-hmm. Die Hard. <laughs> You know, I think is it a yeah. Christmas movie? It's is absolutely that, uh, a Christmas it, movie. It hasn't been to me in my mind until this year. I <laughs> yeah. think we're there now. Yeah, we're I there think now. Die Hard we're is now. now a Christmas. Movie. Yeah, it is a Christmas movie, but it's a late Christmas movie. <laughs> it's like when you've watched all the other Christmas movies. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it occurs during Christmas. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, you don't necessarily watch that one before Christmas. Like you've watched, like you know, next week we're as a family we're all going on a vacation, so we're all gonna, you know, one of the things we're do every night we're gonna watch another Christmas movie, and so we do that. And you know, like by the twenty seventh, you're like, okay, and that's when (laughs) Die Hard comes in. That's when you're like, that's a Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. and everybody tends to agree at that point. Yeah, you know. (laughs) I could see that. I, yeah. I, that's a, yeah. I think that's a solid w- oh, yeah. Christmas movie. I think, I think I'm think i kind of on that uh, front. What do you think about Rocky IV? We just saw Rocky IV, the director's cut. <laughs> Where in, is Christmas uh, in that? The, uh, the Russian fight happens on December 25th. And, I uh, am willing to so, make that yeah. a Christmas movie. I'm writing that down. That's, a Chris, that's like maybe the 26th. Die Hard the 27th. I like that. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's, okay. if you want to get away with Rocky IV. Rocky IV. Yeah, it's now a, you might say really only one scene happens on Christmas and it's in Russia where there's no Christmas markings. But if you watch closely, the kids are cheering on their dad with a, he's got a Santa hat on. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. He's right. He's there you go. I mean, so. and how much Christmas like, do you want in your Christmas right. movie? <laughs> That's enough. And you're That's down enough. to like, you know, jingle all the way or the Polar Express at that point. Mm. Oh, I like Polar Express. Oh, you don't like gosh. Polar no, Express? Polar Express. Polar Express. I like it. I I'm in it. the middle on that one. Uh, jingle That's all in the my way upper section. That was my lowest one. Was jingle all the way? Jingle all jingle the way. way. Yeah, that's, that's that's that was no the, chance. That's not even on my list. Mm. You know, I, that's not. If that was that's, an option for me. I followed the rules. But yeah. if that was an option for me, I would have done that. Well, that's uh, that's you know I color outside the lines. You do. You know what I mean? And uh, that's just the way I am. I don't recognize that. It's not that it's not a Christmas movie. It's just not a movie. <laughs> okay yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it's got christmas in it but i wouldn't <laughs> classify that the santa claus trilogy i love them really i, I do you know i like them Except, i mean two is kind of stupid with the toy santa or whatever i don't like yeah that don't like it, that one but i just speed through the toy santa parts <laughs> that's almost all of it isn't it <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it <laughs> it's a lot of it. <laughs> it's a lot yeah and i like the one with martin short kind yeah, of not as good as too. the first one right but, but it's Better than two, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you guys watch planes, trains, and automobiles on Thanksgiving? I do. Or not. anywhere, or anywhere around that. 
That is a that is a holiday movie, isn't it? It's a holiday movie. It's it's all built around Thanksgiving That's week. Right, yeah. And it mm-hmm. is hysterical. We watch it every year. We don't watch it for Christmas. We watch it, you know, sometime the week before Thanksgiving or whenever. But we have to watch it. And that's that's mm. an all-time classic comedy. Oh my gosh, that is one of the funniest things ever. You know what's terrible and always has been is Home Alone. Uh, and what a horrible movie that I is. I don't know. It's just that. dumb. Really? Have your, you your walked people, in? your mom oh. didn't realize you were home until she got to Paris? Okay. It's not Stop I will it. say um Come on. many of these Come movies on. involve literal <laughs> magic. <laughs> Yes. So I don't know that c- questioning the plot line of Home <laughs> Alone is a movie. great point. Yeah. <laughs> but considering the universe they exist in, yeah. it, that's yes. important to me. Yeah. That's important. It yeah. is important. And this one, yeah, you've got your you've got your standards. Yes, I do. And I would not. Yes. I, it's like Star Trek can be realistic because it's within that universe. Right. Mm-hmm. Home Alone, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. I would have to agree with him. It is a yeah. complete. Well, I, I thought it was a little implausible when they then did it again. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes. Could I ask you a question? <laughs> Whatever. And this is a serious question. Where was CPS, by the way? Where, right. Where were they? It, well, it was in the days before. Yeah. You know, during so. the Reagan administration, when they just mm-hmm. didn't give a damn. Uh, tell me. Tell me this. Whatever happened to John Hughes? Because he made a string. I mean, yeah. you think of Big the 1980s, and mm-hmm. it's John Hughes. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I thought of this, I went shopping with my daughter. She was looking for a dress or something. And I went shopping for my teenage daughter, and I'm walking through the stores, and I'm like, this is 1985. Everything in the store right now is 1985. And I said to her, mm-hmm. I'm not buying anything in this store for you because it's all from 1985. And I made the mistake, and there are pictures of me in clothes that would reflect this spirit. Mm. And it's not like I can give you some sage advice and say, don't have... You know, you can wear it. Just make sure there's no pictures of you because now everything is on. Everything is forever. My pictures of me and Tanya with the big hair and the woof. I mean, that those things are kept in an album. You only bring those out for friends. Mm. You take pictures in these. I mean, it's back. Meaning like the 80s style is back. Is oh, yeah. It's like walking into a John Hughes movie. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yes. It was, it is so bizarre. By the way, I have some bad news. He's very sick, John Hughes. Oh, no. We've lost him. <laughs> wow. Thank oh, you no. for breaking that yeah. to me. Yeah. In like 2009. So yeah. In 2009. Yeah. What just happened? 12 years he was ago. Like, he was like just, so hmm. young, too. Mm-hmm. How old He's was only he? 50, uh, 59. Wow. So he was young. Uh, but I li- suspect murder and foul play. <laughs> Too soon? Is it too, too, too soon? Too soon. I, I didn't feel appropriate laughing at that. Cause very, very. This guy just. Uh, listen, listen to this string, though. National Lampoon's Vacation. Right. National Lampoon's European Vacation. Wait, that vacation. was John Hughes? Yeah, he wrote it. Huh. Um, John but, Hughes is for every kind of cheesy kind of funny comedy, especially with uh, John Candy. He made all of them. Mm-hmm. He made all of them. Um, so National Lampoon's so, Christmas Vacation. Okay. Mr. Mom. 16 Candles. Oh, I love that movie. Weird Science, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Jeez. one of the greatest movies of all time, obviously. Uh, Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, Plane Trains and, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. These are classics. She's Having a yeah. Baby, Uncle Buck. Wow. Um, I love Uncle some, Buck, Like too. every single one of those, every single one, I don't think there's one in there that I, well, Weird Science, I don't think I've ever seen, but what, 99% of those movies are classics, Yeah, and then it just stopped. Yeah, what year did the... Yeah, when was his last movie? And then you just like, 
Or did he just start making bombs? Well, he did uh, Home Alone in 1990, then Home Alone 2 in 1992, Home Alone 3 in 1997. Well, you can't. Nothing nothing in between those two? Uh, I'm reading sort of the highlights here. Uh, Uh, I guess he did Flubber. Do you remember Flubber? Oh, yeah. uh, Robin Williams? Yeah. That was not a success. That was not. That didn't even feel like a John Hughes movie, though. Yeah. I mean, Uh, his were very formulaic and really... They were full of heart, I thought. Yeah. It sort of ended right around Home Alone 2. He did Beethoven. Remember the, do- the big dog, dog movie? Oof. Curly yeah. Sue. Wow. What? Yeah. Curly Sue. I think he took his own life. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't handle the shame of Curly Sue. Shame. He's like, Curly Sue. <laughs> I can't do what it. What the hell happened I've to me? I've tried for 17 to years to live with that. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, yeah, uh, died of a heart attack, uh, 59 years old in New York. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's so. too bad because he was, he literally, if you, and I didn't know it was all those movies, but I looked, I, I literally walked in to the store. I don't remember what store it was. It was all 1980 stuff. And I said, I'm walking into my daughter. I'm walking into a John Hughes movie. And she said, who's that? And I said, planes, trains, and automobiles. And she's like, what does that have to do with this? And I said, all of the clothing. It's mm. all coming back. And mm. run from it, kids. Run mm-hmm. run from it. Not good fashion sense in the 80s. Isn't it not weird, too, as well, as we talk, you met, We mentioned Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin, of course, that now, like, in one of the biggest shows, one of the biggest stars in one of the biggest shows is Kieran Culkin, who is in succession. Right. And is, like, the best character in that show. He's incredible. Oh, on that he show. is incredible. And I didn't put that together until huh. recently. Yeah. And you look at him, you're like, I can kind of see Macaulay Culkin there. Yeah. Like an older Macaulay Culkin. And, he, huh. and Karen Culkin's incredible in that show, uh, which is so weird. I didn't even know he was an actor. I didn't even know he existed, Frank. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, you know what? <laughs> I have respect for you on okay. that. Okay. Okay. Good. I have a lot <laughs> of respect you. for you on that. <laughs> you know, when people don't know people that you shouldn't know, you're yeah. like, God bless you. (laughs) But you have a life. Thank Thank you you. for your ignorance. (laughs) Thank you, Stu. No, that's a good kind of ignorance, though. American Financing. A radio listener of of ours, uh, Michael, wrote in about his experience with American Financing. He's uh, been working with Thea at American Financing since we made the decision to refi. She has been... Such a great help answering all of the questions, returning every phone call. I got my answers in email. You know, I think she works 24-7. Best of all, my wife and I didn't have to go to the closing. The closing came to us. We didn't have to take, uh, take time off. Thank you, Thea. Thank you, American Financing. You rock. We've saved a ton of money. Over the past two decades, American Financing has helped so many people just like you, just like me, just like Michael, Um, to get their financial feet on solid ground. They are in it for you, not for the bank. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're we're glad you're here. 
Uh, Pat Gray has joined us all day today. Pat Gray Unleashed, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome, of course, Pat. Thanks for hanging out today. No, also, no. Thank you. Should mention thank that uh, if you're looking for a wonderful holiday gift, I would mm-hmm. recommend Kexi Cookies. K-E-K-S-I dot com. It's a great Pat's cookie company. Too. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Smart mm-hmm. man. It is legit mm-hmm. awesome. All guests stay at the... Uh, Kexi Cookie Hotel. Yes. <laughs> made entirely out of cookies. <laughs> uh, it so it's good. It's good. <laughs> a lot of people eat their rooms before they leave. There is a, yeah. There's a new movie out that I cannot wait to see called American Underdog. Oh, yeah. This is... This is the Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. I didn't grow up with... I mean, I I don't follow sports, so I didn't... You know, I don't care about Kurt Warner, but it looks like one of those great football movies you know invincible yeah it yeah. looks like mm-hmm. one of those and i i guess you guys would know his story is incredible his story is nuts incredible like working at a grocery store mm-hmm. like right before he wound up getting Literally. a job get got he was in the arena football league for a while Didn't how look is like, this not a, a movie beforehand i mean this is a great story he hasn't well, been out of the league that long yeah he's yeah. Pr- fairly young he's what late 40s maybe Have early 50s him? Kurt, like, no, yeah, yeah. I've never met him. He, I mean, he played into the mid 2010s, didn't he? Yeah, it was in 13, uh-huh. 14, something like that. I don't yeah. know when he actually retired, but he he played for a long time. He was maybe it was it's in the Hall of Fame. We should get him on. Let's see if we can get oh, him on for the first of the year. He'd be great because that's that's. I mean, that is truly don't give up on your dreams. Yeah, and by all accounts, he's a really good guy too. He's like well, yeah, you know, like he everybody seems to love him, and and his story is incredible, and he is and, a legit Hall of Famer. I mean, he's one of the you know. I mean, those teams, those greatest show on turf teams were. Uh, they were good. The best offenses I think I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. American Underdog is the name of the movie. And I can't wait to see it. I think it's open in select cities now. Does it, okay. it Does it open wide on Christmas Day? I think that's when. Yeah, right? maybe. Next maybe. Week. I'm yeah. not sure, but it, it looks great. Are there any other Christmas movies or any movies opening up? Movies are so weird now. This used to be a sure are. huge time to release movies. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anything that is coming out. Besides this one. And they can't figure out really what to do yet. You know, they in this kind of weird place we're in with the pandemic, should we release the movies in theaters? Should we release them at home? Should they be in both? They, they're trying to find the right balance there, and I think they're really Here's struggling with it. Here's what you need to it. say. California, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, grow up. Mm-hmm. Illinois, grow up. Grow a set. Go to the movie theater. Stop wearing the mask. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's... Uh, my By the holiday way, advice. The Spider-Man movie comes out on the 17th, which is today. So Spider-Man oh. is out in wide uh, wide release theaters today. Nightmare Alley is another one that is out. I've seen commercials for. I don't know that oh, that's with, um, oh gosh, what's his name? That was with Lady Gaga in Starsborn. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's Can't great. his name either. I like he's him. He's great, yeah. yeah. Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper. Bradley yeah, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Thank you. Yep. And then uh, there's Sing 2, the kids' movie, is December 22nd. Uh, Matrix Not Resurrections. Enough. Oh, wow, really? Well. That's that out. starts today? And I think you can watch that one at home. That's the 22nd. Wow. 22nd. Nice. Oh. The okay. Tender Bar and the Kingsman. Uh, the Kingsman. Ooh, this is, is the, the going to the, the back. Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, that looks good. All right. We will see you in the new year. Stay safe. Thank God we made it through another year. (laughs) Literally, thank God.